Most of you have no foundation at all. Now, the trouble's with your attitude. I don't like the fact that when, as soon as I walk outside of my house, it is going to be Niagara Falls running down the crack of my aunt. Shut up and sit down. Last time on the show. Closer. Now, Joaquin, you you say that you're from Puerto Rico. Do you have like a um, a souvenir? A uh, roll of paper towel with Trump's name on it. <laughs> yeah, it, sits, it sits right next to the switchblade we get at birth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I know that was, this. That was that was that was that was great. Great uh, footage. It was uh, that guy is a is a piece of work, man. He's uh, helping <laughs> the Ralphie. Or yeah, Ralph from, like, I'm helping. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dan, what's what are you doing there, buddy? All right. Well, <clears throat> it's all right. Yeah, no. Twice now, I've heard a uh, like a f- busy signal on a phone, or like a phone that's off the hook noise, like a boop, boop, boop. Oh. I don't know if it was if it was in my real life or in my head or on your end or Probably, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're 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 here and we're we're critical massing it. So sit down and shut the fuck up, everybody. We're critical masturbating, and that's what I like about you, and that's what I like about us. Um, I will have oh. to say, yeah, that didn't sound good. What are you trying to do? I'm shooting everyone. Yeah, well, speaking of death, oh my God, here we go. Um, I mean, Rush Limbaugh's dead, <laughs> and I don't ever remember um, feeling the way that I feel. Um, so I feel like if we play a little somber music, um, this is to Rush Limbaugh's death um, and for his family. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, honestly, I I'm glad he's dead. (laughs) Good riddance. I hope it was painful. I hope it was painful, and I hope it causes his family or people, not his family, people that loved him, like that still love him. I hope that they're in pain today. Yeah, I hope it's like like sitting on a porcupine, like. I just I just hope that there's there was never a comfortable moment as he was released into where he belongs, which is nothingness. I mean, earlier in a post, you mentioned him going to hell, but it's sort of ironic that you mentioned hell because that means you'd, you'd have to believe in heaven and all that nonsense. So, uh, you know, if let me tell you this, what if there's a hell, he's in it. Yeah, he's getting pineapple shoved up his ass. Um, you know, and, and there's, you know, I, I think we were talking off air, you know, people, oh, well, speaking ill of the dead and like the, someone said, well, he spoke ill of the living and the dead all the time. He used yeah. to have a list of people that died of AIDS and he'd ring a bell. And I snopesed that just to be sure that that's a fact. And that, that was a fact. And when Freddie Mercury died of AIDS, he played another one bites the dust, which right there in itself the the king 
the I think the real king of rock and roll, Freddie Mercury, mm. you're going to treat him with that level of disrespect. You fat piece of cigar sucking shit. I'm glad you're dead. Fuck you. If I ever figure out where your grave is, I'm going to I'm going to piss on it. I'm going to piss on it. I think a lot of people would agree. Um, and I know that we're starting a political, but, you know, just to call ahead a little bit instead of calling back. Uh huh. Yeah. If we're going to if we're going to talk about the Mount Rushmore of rock vocalists of all time, Freddie Mercury is on that list. Oh, God, yes. You know, the, the top four or five uh, lead vocalists in a, in a rock band of all time in existence. Like you have to you have to include Freddie Mercury. You just have to. Um, There's no question in my mind. I, I think personally he is the greatest rock vocalist of all time i could um, agree with I, that but i can i can see other people arguing you know other people like the dude from acdc or even ozzy osborne um I, everybody has their own personal preference but like freddie mercury's voice shattered fucking rocks dude like yes. he was insane it was just so, yes. but yeah, so the the level of disrespect because he was a gay man because he was he had AIDS. I mean, Rush Limbaugh, what you said when he first got cancer, dude. I still there. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding when I say this. I think about that sometimes, and I just burst out laughing while I'm working. I can what be did out I say of, again. I'll be in the middle of the street, and you what you posted originally was that, folks. So I have sad news. <laughs> Cancer has Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> I just, I just, I, dude, that summed up my feelings so perfectly because he, he is worse than cancer. Cancer, yeah, yes, he can't have cancer. Cancer has him. Uh, yeah, exactly. I felt bad for the cancer. Right, right. And and that that's the worst part is that you're this you're this awful of a human being. This is the same way I'd speak of Adolf Hitler. This is the same way mm -hmm. I would speak of um, who else? Who else is just Donald Trump? I'm sorry, but if Mussolini. he goes Mussolini, I, this is same. Yes, it's the same thing. Um, Rush Limbaugh peddled hatred to sell advertising. And because of the amount of people that are dumb and ignorant in the United States, he had a very large audience. People like, well, he's such a large audience and he is so beloved. Yeah, by ignorant piece of shit racists, people right. that I want to see die in a fire like his <laughs> his fan base. If yeah. I knew there was a building of his fan base, like his yeah. true fan base, I don't mean casual listeners. I mean, his true diehard fan base. And they're like, that building's on fire. There's a bunch of a bunch of diehard Rush Limbaugh fans in there. I'd be like, yeah, so that building's on fire. I, I would say lock, do. I would say let's lock the doors. Stop a perimeter. Let's make sure no one gets out. Um, God, I almost feel like Dan. I would, I'd, I'd want to ventilate it so that they don't die of just like the smoke. Because most people die of of like the smoke first. I'd want to ventilate it well so they actually burn to death. Is that is that bad? No, are we, are Dan. We if someone asked me to dial nine one one from my cellular phone across the street from this fire. I not only would not call 911, I would smash my own phone in front <laughs> of this person so no one could wrestle the phone from me to dial 911. Because yeah. if you listen to Rush Limbaugh religiously, 
you're not a good person. Right. You're right. not. And I'm sorry. Oh, my grandpa. Grandpa's a racist. Yeah. Grandpa's a fucking racist. Well, my, my uncle is just your uncle is a, is a xenophobe. And you, a homophobe. you can't you cannot in any way, shape or form defend this man or what he said. And you I don't can't. care. I, you know, you can take the sound clips. You can you can look at what he said, you know, a bit by bit. And some people might actually say, well, you're, you're taking it out of context. I don't know that we are. I mean, for what is their context? you're a foreigner shut your mouth or get out okay who was he talking about maybe it maybe he was talking about a specific person but let's let's go broader feminism was established so as to allow unattractive women easier access to mainstream of society i know a lot of hot feminists i don't know right right none that would sleep with him holocaust 90 million Indians, only 4 million left. They all have casinos. What's to complain about? (laughs) An absolute disregard. Yeah. Yeah. He actually said we need segregated buses. Yes. Like, like, okay, please raise your hand. If you're a Rush Limbaugh supporter, please. Oh God. Let us see who you are. Yeah. I just want to. Anyways, he's dead. That music you played was perfect. I'm just so happy. He's gone. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I mean, honestly, when he when he died, I just I heard like just from so many people. Just it was just constant, constant. And then, you know, and then the thing that I have I have like an issue with is mm-hmm. these people that say, well, look at the tolerant left and what they're saying about Rush Limbaugh. And it's like, bro, I'm not the tolerant left. I'm just a fucking human being. I'm just right. a human. Like, I'm not better or worse. I'm not the tolerant left. I, I'm i not the le- I don't know what I am. I am a humanist. As, as Yeah, but 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 like you said before i don't remember what theory it was the idea that you you get you actually can't be all tolerant because that the, means you're the tolerance paradox the tolerance yeah. paradox you're right it's a, and, and so at some point we got to cut it off and say we're tolerant of human beings and people and love and respect but but we're not going to be tolerant of hatred and hatred filled people and 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 we don't have to like I'm not see that's the thing. I'm glad he's dead, but I'm also <laughs> I wasn't trying to get his voting rights suppressed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? I wasn't trying to tell him that he shouldn't be on the same bus as me. I wasn't trying to right. tell him he can't marry a man. I'm not trying to tell him he can't have an abortion. Right. We're just saying we're glad he's dead because he's <laughs> a piece of shit. Okay? Right. A piece of shit. Um and honestly, I hate Bears fans, but I don't want any of them dead. That's not what you're, uh, you actually, you, you, God, I don't know how you got this financed. You have a giant um, sign over the interstate saying, kill all Bears, Bears fans. I don't, yeah. 
I found it a little bit too much. Listen, it was all in good fun. We all had a good laugh. Okay. Yeah, it ran. It was up there for a month. Uh, well, I paid good money for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but but I mean, you know, there is the there is that other side of the coin though. Is you know, is the best revenge just living a good life and being a good person and just not even bothering? Like for instance, I'll give you an example. I I was pulling Rush Limbaugh clips. Mm-hmm. Or that I wanted to play on the show. And I thought to myself, no, I don't want to give this guy more airtime. I don't want to give this guy airtime on my show. Hmm. I don't want to hear his voice. Right, right. You know, so should that just be enough in itself, knowing that instead of us pouring on the fucking talking shit and like glad he's dead stuff. Should we let that go and just he's dead and he's gone or just fucking pour it on? But then does that does that lower us to his level? I'm not I'm not saying it does. I'm asking the question. Hmm. No, I don't think it does. I think we're justified in being happy that he's gone. Uh, We being white land owning men that are straight and cisgendered, straight cisgendered men who have not been discriminated against or, um, you know, put in the corner, so to speak, in any way are still so disgusted with this man. Yes. <laughs> and we don't have to be. We don't even have to be. We literally walk. He does not affect us whatsoever. There's no effect. He would have so, loved He would have loved you. You're an Aryan. Look at you. Well, I don't have blue eyes, but yes, wow. I'm blonde. You're halfway there. And I'm of Scandinavian ish, uh, you know, descendants. Yeah. The Europeans what? that the Trump Western likes. European. Right. Um, not you, you weird Mediterranean ones. No, he hate, hated them, hated them. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think. No, we're justified. That's what I'm saying. We're justified because he's a piece of shit and we're, we're white men. And what the fuck? Like, if we're so happy that he's dead, imagine how other people feel that have actually been marginalized. <laughs> so fuck him. I don't even want to talk about him anymore. I'm just so happy he's gone. I'm going to go whistling down the street tomorrow, just yelling out the window to my neighbors. Hey, hey, Jerry, Rush Limbaugh's dead. You know what I mean? Exactly. So let's we're going to send him off again with some somber tones and then let's get into something else. Let's, Ready? Let's be respect. Can we be respectful this time, though? Hey, raise your glass in his memory. All right. Enough of that. Um, okay. <laughs> but it felt so good to just dance with you. It just feels it, it always feels good to dance with you. Ever just sway in the darkness? It's naked usually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to get into what we're really here to talk about, which is you know multimedia fun? Yeah, let's let's get into that. Okay, because I've been holding on to this bombshell for a little while. Uh, um, it's gonna it's gonna upset you, and I was kind of hoping we'd have a guest on here that was also into this show. So you're I gonna upset a lot of people, but go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna shit all over this goddamn fucking shit parade. This Wandavision shit, it's gotta be it's gotta be thrown out. Uh, why though? It's <laughs> so so good. I um I tried to get into it. I, I, I that's not fair. I didn't even try to get into it. How many um, episodes though? That's the key. 
About five minutes. Oh, wow. So then you have no idea. You have zero frame of reference and you literally you're not allowed to speak on this at all. Well, I I'm willing to concede um, that it, it may actually be a decent show. But for me personally, when you watch something and you see something right away that bothers you, it gets really hard for you to get into that show. And so what happened was I was turning on the show. I said, all right, let me, let me watch this. I'm watching it from the beginning. There's the opening song and everything. And I, I don't know if it's in the opening credits or just the beginning of this particular episode, but uh, this part, I believe, was in black and white still, right? I mean, the first two episodes are in black and white. And right. then it progresses. Okay. So at the beginning, you can see the mailman um, delivering oh, mail. Here we so, go. To a box. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, but go ahead. Do, do you know what the issue is I'm about to bring up? Be, I'm sure it's mail related, right? Yeah. Then go ahead, mailman. The, the, the mounted rural box is street facing and on the curb. This, this is a mounted box and the mailman is walking up to it. It's 1950. I don't care. I don't know what that means. I don't know if 1950 has a significance in the mail. I just said it. So in 1950, mailmen walked in the street. No, they walked Maybe. in the yard or on the sidewalk. I it's, don't know. It's absurd. It's it's lazy. It's a complete lack of respect. It's, oh my god! I, I, look, when if doctors when doctors more when doctors watch ER. I'm sure they could pick apart things left and right. I'm sure they could go, okay, there's no way you would give that guy 10 cc's of that statin at that time. And there's no way that that 200-pound man would be up on that gurney doing chest compressions down a hallway. Like, I understand that there's ins and outs of every industry that, like, not everybody gets. But when you see a fucking mailman walk up to a mounted box on the street, that's lazy. I've never hated That's you more. That's lazy, my friend. That is lazy bullshit. And, and that means that they didn't even try. They're not they're just like, then, oh, just have them walk out. Okay. Then so, you need to, I tell you who you need to blame, but you need to watch the show. Who, who should I blame? Wanda herself. Wanda's not a real person. Well, she created everything that you're seeing. Hmm. So, so I was hanging on by a thread after that happened because it just leaves a real bad taste in your mouth when you see something so absurd. You're um, out of your mind. You're the absurdity. I'm not. I, I don't even want to be. I, I'm about to change this channel. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm trying to give you a, a clear analogy. If you were watching ER and the doctor took a stethoscope and put it up to the person's forehead and said, let me hear your heartbeat, you would go, that's absurd. I'm not watching this TV show anymore. That's fucking stupid. I guess that's what happened. That's what happened. It's just it's too you're you're too much, Dan. <laughs> so so then I, I'm like, all right, I, I'm not happy with this, but I'll see where it goes. And then. There's a scene where the husband walks into the uh, kitchen there and there's Vision. a laugh track. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I can't do the laugh track stuff. And I know that like maybe that's part of the joke or maybe it doesn't last long, but it happened over and over again. I said, I, I'm not doing this. Do you want me to tell you what's happening? Do you want to know or do you, should I at this point, if you're listening to this show, you've probably watched it. You've probably seen it. Do you care or should I just shut yeah. up? 
Go ahead. So do you remember Infinity War and Endgame? Yes, I know those characters are from there. And I yes. know that he died. He has the yellow stone in his head. Yes, correct. So he's dead. Wanda mm-hmm. has no idea what happened, but she is through her mind. She has kidnapped an entire town in our time, real time. And she has crafted this entire town into some type of sitcom to protect her fucking shattered psyche after watching the robot she loves. So every episode is a different era in sitcoms. And now Vision, while in the sitcom, is starting to be like, what? Why is there a laugh track? Why are there credits rolling? I don't. Wanda, can you tell me what's going on? Like, and it still goes on like this TV show. And then Mm -hmm. you're going to actually start seeing people on the outside of the TV show being like, this town is impenetrable. What the fuck is going on? Holy shit. It's broadcasting a TV signal. Like this doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And there's still a whole lot of mystery involved in exactly what is happening, but that is the gist of it. It really kicks after the third episode. You have to be patient. Okay. I'll, uh, I don't know. Everyone said it's a very X-Files vibe. Once you get through the first three episodes, it's like X-Files. And it really does feel that way because you're just like, this is so strange. And what is happening? But tell me what's in it for me if the if the character, the central character is Wanda and she's created this entire world in her head. Like it's not really in her head. Her head created it. She is creating in real time that's what's so wild is she's such a powerful she's so powerful she's actually mind controlling all of these people to play along in this weird creepy sitcom it Mm -hmm. it gets there is there are scenes that gave me goosebumps in in terms of like horror movie Hmm. horror Ah, movie style later later on but her but her husband's dead but these people are real and she's controlling them with her mind yes but so her husband's a figment of her imagination. We don't know. We don't understand yet. That's the thing. We still don't know. Gotcha. It, and okay. Okay. We, uh, it's these people are terrified because on the inside, they know what's going on, that they're being controlled. But on the outside, they're just, hey, neighbor. Yeah. And yeah. It, there it gets into some real Stepford Wives, creepy ass shit um, later on. Um there's whole podcasts now devoted to discussing the show since it's come out because of how deep that mystery got that rabbit hole after the third episode, it just goes like a fucking roller coaster right down right into my butthole. And then you get everything though. Then you're like, okay, I see why the first three episodes were so fucking boring. So that's why you were posting all the mind blown icons. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it was really, really, really good. And there's a lot of tie-ins obviously to, to all the Marvel movies because it exists in that realm. So there's, yeah. All right. So that's WandaVision. And I don't, I don't know if I'm on board yet or not, but you've, you know, you've intrigued me. I'll put it this way. My wife doesn't like anything that I watch and she loves this show. She can't wait till Friday for the next episode. She hates everything I watch. Well, can you blame her? Not really. Um, Let's see here. Uh, I'm gonna cross that off the list. Okay. Now listen, um, we usually talk about TVs and movies, but I just want to quickly mention a podcast that I listen to called Heavyweight. Okay. 
or is it heavyweights? It's, I think it's heavyweight. Um, Jonathan Goldstein, who was a former producer and contributor to This American Life, um, writes short stories, is a writer of all kinds, has this great podcast. Um, it's a weekly thing. Um, he basically finds people that have unresolved issues in their life, whatever it be, and he he guides them through the process and gets them to basically solve the issue, to have a... Um, a denouement, if you will, uh, a closing of some kind. Mm. And it is hilarious. It's heartfelt. It's touching. Um, but one particular episode, it, it was with Rob Corddry and his family. Oh, God. It's just unbelievable. It's so good. Um, I really recommend it. Um, do you listen to any other podcasts other than our own? <laughs> Um, I just listen to our own over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I'll dabble in Rogan depending on who his guest is because I can't stand him. I just love his guests. Um, there's a yeah, hold on. Let me let me hit the pause button on that because I I for a long time was listening to Rogan, then I was iffy on Rogan, yeah, and now I'm completely unsubscribed uh, because. At first, I was all about it, and then I I grew tired of listening to three hour episodes. That didn't bother me. It was like his guests, where it was like Elon Musk, Bernie Sanders, and then Alex Jones. And I'm like, (laughs) thank you. Yeah, that's that was the turning point for me when he gave Alex Jones a platform on his 911th episode. You know, oh, he's, how great is it that you're here on the 9-11th episode? And I'm like, okay, you make all your funny little jokes if you want about conspiracy theories. But Alex Jones is a bully. And Alex Jones was getting people to confront the living parents of the deceased children of Sandy Hook. Yes, exactly, he, dude. That's why I hate him. And I, I'll I, feel the same way when yeah. he's dead. And... At first, I was bothered that Joe Rogan, with his platform, didn't go after Alex Jones more. I mean, Ale- you know, Joe Rogan's a big, tough dude, and I, and I oh, kind of like kick him. His ass. I I kind of like Joe Rogan on a personal level because after listening to him for so long, I, I kind of feel like I know at least a part of him, and I really do like the guy. But as a host of a podcast on that huge of a platform that gets millions of downloads a day, you gave the foremost conspiracy theorist a voice. You gave him an opportunity to get inside of the ears of people that wouldn't normally listen to him. And you perpetuated the lies that he was speaking simply by nodding your head or agreeing with him even partially. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he, I mean, the worst thing I heard Joe Rogan go after him about, he was like, yeah, but Alex, you can't really say anything. You can't say this stuff without like doing your research on it. Like that's the hardest you're going to go at for Alex Jones. Yeah. If you're going to let this motherfucker talk, you need to bring him down. Yes. dude. But he was, he's just buddy, buddy with him. Like, yeah, yeah man, you're my friend. It this was... motherfucker's your friend, Joe Rogan. You hawk all these fucking like, you know, CBD brain and, and vitamin shits and like, fuck off, man. Yes. Fuck Alex Jones. Fuck him for giving him a platform. Uh, just like you said, dude. And, and as soon as I saw that, plus 
Like, honestly, dude, I've seen Joe Rogan stand up. And like, for me, every time it's just like he says a joke and then I'm just it's just like crickets. You know what I mean? Like, all right, dude, like uh, go lift some weights or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. go eat some more elk. Like, and I yeah, think, we get it. I yeah. think, too, like his fans are annoying, like his Joe Rogan bros. It's these it's this class of weightlifting man that thinks like he is not only a weightlifter, but now he listens to Rogan. So he's also a thinker. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, no, on Rogan yesterday, I was I was I was listening to it. Did you hear he had Elon Musk on? They were talking they were talking about tunnels under L.A. and blowing stuff up. And like, you know, if we have a light rail, right, uh, we could cut this down. We could do this. It's going to help this. Bro, seriously, have you tried elk? And it's just like, yeah. what the fuck do, are you talking about? Do the ends justify the means or vice versa? I don't know. Honestly, if it gets if it gets regular guys to have more intellectual conversations with each other and with with new people and maybe gets them to think about things in a way they shouldn't have. Great. I'm all about that. But you know what? You can get that from plenty of other places that don't also give platform to psycho racist conspiracy theorists. Correct. This is all correct. So, so I used to listen yeah. to him. I used to listen to him, but I'm done yeah. with that. Um, I like um, I listen to uh, Marvel has two really good podcasts, um, but they're they're like story driven. Um, there's uh, two seasons of the Wolverine um, podcast through Marvel. Um, which is a story and you episodes every week um, uh, to uh, one journey of Wolverine in Alaska, the next one of him in the bayou. Um, obviously, there are two journeys that are connected and hopefully there'll be a third season soon. <laughs> There's also a one that's very interesting. I, the name escapes me. I can find it, though, if you bear with me a second um, and I'll find the exact title for it. It's called Marvel. Um, hang on. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know I should have had this. Oh, just called Marvels. And what Marvels does, I think, is very interesting. Um, there is all, known all through comic books. There is a very big fight between the Fantastic Four and Galactus. And it's kind of an end of the world uh, cataclysmic fight. Right. Um, and of course, we've seen this in comics over and over again. It's alluded to in many different comics the fantastic four versus Galactus for the fate of the fucking earth. Um, it's that's told, but through the eyes of the reporters that were there mm. that day. And it was, mm. it's told almost to the level of like, where were you during nine 11? Um, like not that, like, obviously they don't reference nine 11. I'm just saying it feels very much like reporters and first responders accounts to that battle. Very interesting, a really cool story altogether um, with, with just excellent voice acting. Yeah, I know. I see you're falling asleep because it's not Rogan, right? Huh? huh? You, what? What do you, you, take, what do you like, listen to a Postman podcast? This is how you properly oh put God. a stamp on. <laughs> there is a... Um... I'm sure there are many, but there was one that was suggested by our union leaders. It's a, I think it's an NALC. Oh my God. It's the driest, dullest thing you've ever heard in your life. Um, but no, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, did, I just wanted to mention heavyweight specifically because I, it's new to me and I love it. Um, and I'm about halfway through the episode. I listened to one a day 
Um, and it's just, it's, it's lovely. It's hilarious. Um, and the theme song is by the weaker thens. And when that, when that happened, it was just like, Oh, okay. We're just in love now, Ooh. but, uh, I want to move, I want to move on. Um, we should take a break a though. To talk about. Yeah. Let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about bliss. Yeah. Bliss. Yeah. I guess we'll talk about that. Oh, Serenity now. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama. As okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is Perfect this is Freddy. quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. And welcome back to Critical Mass in your butt. To to Critical Mass takes on Joe Rogan. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in sheer volume of (laughs) listeners and his advertising money, we would lose, but yeah, yeah. uh, fuck him. Yeah, fuck Honestly. that guy. He's a piece of shit. No, uh, we, I like I said, I like the guy. Just we're over it. Um, yeah, I don't see. think he's a piece of we're, shit, but I just don't like. Him. Oh, oh, we were going to talk about the movie Bliss. I saw it a couple nights ago yes. and um, it was very, very good. I highly recommend it. I don't want to give anything away. It's not like a super plot twisty type of thing, but Selma Hayek, who at this point is in her mid 50s and still makes me cream in my jeans. I don't get how someone can be She's beautiful. That- could be that attractive not only physically but just like her soul she's hot everything about her is just so amazing mm-hmm. um and owen wilson who just i mean it's so weird for a guy to wow the, yeah the way he comes across is just so perfect um the writing's fantastic the concept is fantastic um i guess i'll i'll talk about it a little bit um, yeah it's we're about here. It's about um, living in what's the word? Fuck! Now I'm having a brain fart. Sin. Ah, God. Um, uh, uh, Simulation. Oh, yeah. And it's also about addiction. Um, it's it's a double whammy, dude. It's it's really really good. Um, so. Please watch Bliss. It's for free if you have Amazon uh, Prime. If you don't have Amazon Prime, not that I'm all up in Jeff Bezos's shit right now, but um, you know, get the free get the free shit for a little while and then cancel it. And yeah. guess what? If you forget to cancel it and they start charging you, they've actually been really good about people calling in and saying, "Look, I forgot. Can you can you refund my money?" Oh, and dude, they say yes. Amazon, there's no yeah. no questions. Yeah. I. I have, I have literally said, this is broken. I want a new one. And they said, okay, send that one back. And I respond with, I'm not sending anything back. And they Mm -hmm. said, we'll send you a new one and you don't need to send it back. And I said, wow. Yeah. Cause I'm not gonna, I tell them flat out, you can send me another one and you should, I'm not Mm -hmm. sending you this back. Yeah. uh, Why should you have to do a chore? You know, I'm not doing nothing. You should have sent it right the first time. It's not right. like this is not a mom and pop shop. Okay, this is fucking Amazon. Right, Suck my dick, Amazon. Okay, send me another Ooh. one. Oof, oof. Yeah, exactly. Um, what you mentioned uh, cartoons that that do or don't hold up. 
Do you yes. remember e- Eek the Cat? Yes, I do. Does not Dude, hold up. I I love that show. It does not hold up. Have you tried? When's the last time you watched? I I honestly I don't know. I I don't think it would. But I probably have to... probably not. I just remember being a kid and being like, a feeling like I was the only one that knew about how this how awesome the show was. Yeah, I know. I, I remember Eek the Cat. I remember Eek the Cat. I remember Bonkers. Um, that's not ringing a bell. Uh, he was some, for this is one that doesn't hold up. He was some type of crazy cartoon police officer. Um, that was also some type of tiger or something. Um, mm-hmm. it, it didn't make any sense. Um, Darkwing Duck. <laughs> yes. Excellent premise. Unfortunately, somewhat holds up, but not so much. I've been going mm-hmm. through a lot of animation because I have my seven-year-old. And now, you know, she's Y7 as these are rated. You know, these these certain cartoons are rated Y7. Oh, so okay. I can, like, open her mind. Um, and I'll tell you what cartoons, you know, I know we've been talking a lot about comics and I apologize, but these these cartoons hold up and I'm like now watching without her is Batman, the animated series. Yeah, you've been posting about that shit for a long time now. Yeah. And I'm still dude. There's like 200 fucking episodes. I'm still watching it. Um, also, so Batman, the animated series X-Men, the mm. original 90s X-Men cartoon. And then yes. the ni- 90s Spider-Man. Yeah. That, Dude, was a am- Saturday, that was a Saturday morning. The X-Men one was either a Saturday or Sunday morning no, show. No, you're right. It was Saturday morning, and you knew when it came on, this was the end of Saturday morning cartoons to go into infomercials. It yeah. was X-Men, and then it was set it and forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that show I loved. And that's the thing. Like It's on Disney Plus, all of it. Oh, really? Yeah, I love that X Men uh, cartoon, dude. I it's was there. That shit. I'm watching it with my shit. daughter. She's like going way above her head. I'm mm-hmm. sitting there going, "How the hell was I allowed to watch this when I was six, seven years yeah. old?" This there's some sexual themes here, and but it went over her head. Mm. And and I'm sitting here going, first of all, how dumbed down has our children's television got? Mm. She is putting on some TV that honestly, I've honestly thought about putting a gun in my mouth just for the TV that she watches. <laughs> she watched this one with this young girl about a babysitter. The babysitters are aliens. And this girl, this little girl's got some big ass teeth and her tooth to gum ratio is just way off. You got to have a good tooth to gum ratio. Okay. What's the name of the show? So I, I don't even sure. know. I, I, I never I, watch it. It's, it's awful. And hmm. she's watching this and I'm like, let's watch X-Men. Let's watch Batman. And she'll be like, yeah, let's watch that. And then X-Men she gave up on and I gave up on trying to get her to watch it. Spider-Man she likes. Batman she likes. Um, but Batman, that shit is dark. Like hmm. the animated series. Batman, the animated series. The original. Yeah. 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 I remember it um, quite well. That was another uh, after school one mm-hmm. i remember coming home and watching that uh, yep. quite a bit mm-hmm. and um that's just kind of it was either like yes i'm really into this or it was just like man this is the only thing on but i did watch a lot of it um yeah. and i i became keenly aware because they kept using a lot of superhero tropes yeah one of which was batman gets captured and then the villain takes way too long to kill him yes because the villain Every has time. to 
<laughs> just has to go on and on about how great they are and how they got them and how they'll never get out of and then that, that gave enough time for either uh, was Robin in that or somebody else no, Robin. Save, save him somehow or he'd yeah. get out of it or you know yeah towards the end of season one Robin joins up uh with the whole Dick Grayson and that whole story arc which no. is but I I, I remember there was a very specific like 1930s or even 40s theme yes. to like the architecture and the cars yes. and everything and I, I remember that I was like that's kind of cool and yes. I don't know how that fits in with the storyline at all but that's something I think I certainly remember well the thing about Batman is is that it, he's the character I believe is a hundred years old or close to a hundred years old um, wow. That's how old Batman is um, and how old Detective Comics or DC is mm. as he was one of their flagship characters. Um, you know, he first appeared in Detective Comics and Detective Comics is still going. And we're talking uh, we're up past 1000 at this point in terms of issues. And I'm collecting them now. Um, so what the animated series wanted to do was they wanted to keep the 19th. 20s 30s feeling but keep it keep the technology to the current time in ah. a way so you never really knew what year it was and they wanted yeah, that yeah. they wanted you to not know what the year was yeah side splice real quick i feel like i got that same feeling from archer yes Yes. Am I am I wrong? Like what no, year was it? Because it felt so modern, yet their clothes uh were nostalgic of the 60s and the computers were clearly from that era. Like it was like, what year is it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think too what Batman the Animated Series was did was it dove into some topics that were like I'm maybe too young, nothing, nothing inappropriate, but, but too young to understand. Mm. For instance, one episode that really stuck with me recently is Batman is fighting the scarecrow. The scarecrow uses a fear toxin. The fear toxin allows your biggest fears to come true and, and rendering you useless. So he, you know, he does it to some people, some civilians, you know, spiders all over the body, which is always one that you're going to, you know, no matter what. There's always that one spiders all over the body thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then yeah. there's like the yeah. fear of heights, you know, that they're going to die or whatever. But then Batman gets the fear toxin and mm -hmm. his fear is disappointing his dead parents. <laughs> and I'm I'm 30, yeah. I'm almost 35 years old and I'm like looking around just being like. Holy shit. That's like, heavy. That's like, heavy wow. There. Yeah. And then it really it got deeper into it. And, and 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 it continued to delve into it. And you know, I got my seven year old wow. watching this, and she's just like, "Batman's awesome." And I'm like, sitting here going, "I got a whole new crop of things to talk to my therapist yeah. about this week." <laughs> Batman, Batman's awesome, but he's also very sad, honey. <laughs> yeah, it's like holy shit. So again, yeah. you know, that really that's what I've been watching that really holds up. And to, to continue with that, Dan, uh, mm -hmm. really is that documentary called uh, if you're not if you have Disney Plus, it's called uh, Marvel Behind the Mask. And an yeah, actual, yeah, yeah, you told me that. OK, OK, so that might be on my docket tonight that that chronicles the rise of Marvel comics. Yeah. And what I love is, is how Marvel really at the time, because there was no social media, there was no internet really 
they really epitomize the current zeitgeist, um, you know, where uh, Captain America was because we were in World War II. So Captain America had a lot of depictions of beating up Nazis um, during the 1960s and civil rights, the X-Men. Really, the X-Men, the mutants were supposed to be black America, and that really did that. Um, Then you got the feminist movements, Captain Marvel. She was created. So the way they captured that in their characters to tell the story. But what I love is the documentary is very honest in where they fell down. They said, Mm. yeah, they said in world. I'll give you one example because I want you to watch it. But the one example I loved is they said, you know, we did Captain America in World War Two. Right. And him punching Adolf Hitler. Right. But we also had a lot of comics that were violence against the Japanese or Asian cultures, and they were sometimes colored yellow like their skin. So, you know, where we got it right in certain parts, we we got it wrong, too. And they really explored black exploitation in comic books and, and how they corrected that today by keeping the same characters like Luke Cage, Blade, um, Black Panther. And they really took it from black exploitation and turned it into more mm-hmm. of a representative that I want my kids to look up to. Right, right, right. That's great. Um, that sounds that does sound interesting. Yeah, it was it was excellent. Excellent documentary. I just finished it. So good. Just it's one. It's about an hour and four minutes, I believe. Okay. Okay. Well, let's see here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Some other things that I wanted to mention. Um, the Britney documentary. You saw it. I saw. Yes. It. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow is Whoa. right. Yeah. Um. Any any guy our age, and you know we're in our mid to late thirties here, was in the prepubescent or pubescent age when Britney Dude, hit it. Hit it I masturbated to Britney Spears, and so did you. There's. Let's just say it. Just say it, because we. I both don't did. There I was did. something there was something about her but and I'm I'm not the kind of person that has this weird like idol crush. I don't just because someone's famous or even good looking does not mean that I'm going to put a poster of them on my wall. Well no, I didn't um, do that, but like I'm not into that shit. I think when grown women do it, I think it's pathetic and weird and stupid. I don't I never understood it. Um but Britney Spears the way she looked, the way she sounded, her provocative dance moves, like the way she dressed. I just, I think I came twice just talking about it. Yeah. Like, fuck, fuck. So I watched this doc, not because, you know, I was feeling a little funny downstairs, but just because I was very interested. Um, a lot of people were talking about it. And man, um, you know, I've always had an issue with the paparazzi personally i studied photography i consider you know on on the outside a little bit that i am a photographer in some way shape or form and i've always looked down on and and personally on a on a sociology type of uh spectrum i think that the paparazzi the not so much the paparazzi but the the us weekly magazines the celebrity gossip magazines I, I find them pornographic. Um, they are. I think the the concept of looking into someone's life, like peering into their personal time and life to see that they're a human being and what what kind of sweatpants do they wear to the store and how ugly do they look without makeup and, 
you know, are they on the beach? Like, uh, like the, the concept of a human being photographing someone on vacation when they're trying to be alone, like that's disgusting to me. But I would rather go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. I would rather show pornography to children and say to them, look, kids, I'm not saying my kids. I mean, just kids in general. Look, these are two people that enjoy one another's company. And what you're seeing is a natural human function. But then if you look at, you know, in touch weekly, you're, I think you're teaching them unhealthy things. Like, look, these people aren't allowed to have a, a social life or, or have a personal time or have secrets because just because you're a middle or low class person, that means that you're allowed to peer into their personal life. And just because they made a million dollars making a movie, makes them famous means that then they're not allowed to have any sort of secrecy or, or personal life or privacy. Like, yeah, that's, ins that's insane. That's absurd. It's, it's nonsense, dude. It's disgusting. Not even, not even the vacation part. It's the, like the things that made my stomach hurt was like when she was at drive through yeah. and people were like around literally around her car while she's waiting to get food. And then when she had her kids, and she was holding her baby and you could see she was visibly scared of these people. Mm -hmm. And and it makes me think, what are the things that we didn't see on camera that some of these paparazzi maybe did to her that made her this scared? <clears throat> like, I don't blame her. Like, people are like, this is a life she signed up for. Not really. She signed up to sing. Yeah. For people. She's like, and then another thing was one of the press conferences. I never thought of this until I became like a father, I guess, or just a functioning adult. But when mm -hmm. they're like, Brittany, are you a virgin? Like, the first thing I thought in my brain was, yeah. what does that got to do with her singing? Like, yeah. maybe I'm becoming a prude. Dan, yeah. maybe I'm becoming a prude, but no, no, you're not. I was, I was in the barbershop and they brought this up. That's really what um, intrigued me. It piqued my interest. They talked about this and they said, there's no way in any shape or form. Would you ever ask a woman if she's a virgin on TV yeah. in today's world? It wouldn't happen in today's world. The nineties were a crazy fucking time. It was, it was nuts. And even the early two thousands, yeah, I would say yeah. until about 2010 when everyone got woke. But, you know, <laughs> I'm just no, but not even to make fun of that. I mean, the the poor woman and then she lost her kids and this was everyone's business. And then the interviews with Diane Sawyer, Diane, you're probably drunk. That's what I kept saying yes. during the during her interview. Diane said, well, don't you think it's provocative and your children and Brittany just starts crying and then she starts saying a mantra to herself like like you can't do this you're strong you're strong and it makes yeah. me think she's in therapy yes and, and, and because of you fucking people because you yeah. fucking people let her get on the stage and sing her goddamn song i, th give her I think her diane money. i think diane sawyer in that interview also was saying something about um what's his curly haired fuck face there <clears throat> justin timberlake justin timberlake like she was alluding to the fact that it was Britney's fault. Like, yeah, well, Diane Sawyer was like, "Won't you kind of a slut? Like, what were you sleeping around on him?" And she, like, what business? I don't is know what yours? she said. Like, uh, fuck off, Diane Sawyer. Aren't you supposed to be an actual journalist? What the fuck are you asking her this dude, shit for, dude? Diane had just polished a bottle of Merlot and waddled <laughs> on the stage, dude. <laughs> 
honestly, the broad yeah. had a severe drinking problem. If you, you can YouTube Diane Sawyer drunk and just a good morning, America, just the weather. It's like you drunk bitch. Don't you fucking sit here and talk to you think everybody on national television is drunk. You always say that you think everyone's drunk. John Madden was. I know that's one of your favorites because it's true because it's true. Oh, yeah. Come on. Al Michaels even said he didn't say shit. So many words, you know, John, by the fourth quarter is having a great time. What do you think he meant? Dad, he's pissed drunk. I don't care. You're an announcer who goes, you know, a field goal. That's three points. Thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs> like, get out of here. Get out of Brett Favre. The Packers aren't even playing, John. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Anyways, anyways, anyways I all right. All right. Leave Brittany on. alone. Leave her alone. Yes. Just leave her yes. alone and give her her if money. My, if Michael Moore whose interview is interrupted with Larry King by another CNN reporter to break news about something about Britney. And, and um, what's this? I just said his name. Michael um, Moore. If Michael Moore, if he has to be the voice of reason by saying, hey, why don't we just leave her the fuck alone? Then, then there's a problem. Um, okay, so everybody should, yeah, everybody should watch that. Yes. Uh, I'll do this quickly because um, Superstore. We got, t- we got time, man. Superstore is still on, uh, and I th- think that you should watch it. However, I do have a problem with the main character leaving. Uh, she's gone now, and that bothers me. She's America Ferreira has been a producer slash director, writer, whatever for the show since the beginning, and her character just up and left. Amy Sosa, and and it's it's bizarre. It, I remember her talking about it in another podcast saying that like, she just felt like it was her time to move on. I'm like, mm. no, you no, unless you fucking just got canceled. You don't fucking leave a show. Did she, did you anyway, call her agent? Yeah, I should have. Um, but also Mr. Mayor is brand new. And I think everybody should watch that. Bobby Moynihan's character. Jaden is so fucking funny. I giggle and piss myself. Uh, I love Bobby Moynihan. I love Bobby Moynihan. He's just so good. Um, he does the he did. He's the one who did the Star Wars sketch on SNL with the, or you could leave it in the box. Star <laughs> Wait, Wars toys. So it was is like, that, what? is that the one where they're all like the they're like trying to be on the sh- the one or Never mind. Oh my god! No, it's it's the they're like <laughs> new Star Wars toys from Hasbro, and it's like kids are like, yeah, you can take him and you can do this and you can put him in the X wing and make him do this, and then it cuts to Bobby Moynihan, who's like a grown man with glasses, and he's like, or you could leave it in the box. <laughs> yeah, and like the kid, the kids would keep saying these great things that the Star Wars figures would do, yeah. and then the yeah. best was at the end. He's like, you want to see what these could do? Watch this, and it's this like huge display case. And it's just him slowly shutting the door and then locking it really slowly. And then Bobby Moynihan is just like, cool. At the yeah. <laughs> anyway. He's he's so good. He's so he's good. Great. But one last thing that I want to recommend our yes. listeners to, to check out is on HBO Max. Um, it's the Perry Mason um, series. Is it kind of about a, well, all Perry. Ma- see, 
yes in a way because all perry masons are sort of their own thing um okay it's it's like a really old old character but um yeah it's it's fantastic it's not something that i typically would be into um but i remember seeing reviews about it saying that it's just beautifully shot right on like from a cinematic point of view um cinematography isk uh, type of shit and and the writing's obviously fantastic but really the the characters and the um the actors that is and 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 how they come across on screen just superb a really great show i don't know i really liked it so all right very sweet. it's odd it's 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 dark it's fucking morbid it's weird it's called uh, perry mason like perry mason school. It's on yeah. HBO. I have HBO Max. Yes. Check it out. Okay. And that's that's all I have. I mean, I don't do you have any other shows you wanted to bring up or mention? Are we just doing shows or are we talking about all media? Or movies, uh, yeah, media, top podcasts, radio shows. I mean, honestly, Dan, as you know, I've just been reading a ton of comic books. Um yeah. I've been doing that more than watching TV or anything else, really. Um, if it's TV, it's while I'm working. And so I put on things that I can recite by heart. So like Marvel movies, Batman movies, and of course, Star Wars. And those are just pretty much on repeat while I'm working um, because I don't need to look at the screen. I can just hear what's going on and know what's happening. Um, yeah, and that I makes you feel good. It does. It's and it's it helps lower anxiety too. Um, talking a lot about that, uh, like people that uh, like the office friends, Seinfeld, are shows that people watch over and over and over again, especially during the pandemic studies have shown that it has lowered anxiety. Um, and also because you just, you know, what's happening. It's like a security blanket. There's no surprises. There's nothing to get anxious about, you know, about this episode, you know, what's going to happen. You know, it's going to make you laugh. Um, yeah. What, um, what? I, how do you feel about the radio show? Uh, that the zone is playing now in the mornings jubels is that i don't even know what the name of it is so it's trash and if you're yeah. listening to this show 94 <laughs> one got rid of rover and the gentleman's club for trash for literal yeah. trash they do the war of the roses which is so obviously scripted that they try to make it not scripted it's yeah. scripted bro like we fucking know it is just yeah. stop your show sucks okay. okay i'm glad that you said that because as i was listening to it and you're talking about the war of the roses is the one that's on in the morning where they talk about the cheating spouses so they do the flowers or they do the trip is that i honestly i couldn't listen to much more than it so i don't know what the premise is i just know that as i was listening to it i went oh this is fake this is scripted this is bullshit yeah, it's gar it's absolute garbage and takes no risks at all. Yeah. And yeah. 941 did an awful job. Yeah. And for I, what I don't like is a being lied to or anything or anyone that pretends to be something they're not. So like a radio show that pretends to be live but isn't is scripted. There's this well, one that they kept playing over and over again. I, I don't know why I heard it more than once of like what sounds like a southern effeminate gay man, black man calling a woman saying, I've taken over the, the pie eating contest this year and, and you're out because I you're cheating. 
And she's like, what? I'm not cheating. What are you you talking about? And he's like, you're using bullshit and pie ingredients. And I'm just like, this is awful. It's nonsense. It doesn't make... No, dude, it's garbage. Do you know what? I'm going to briefly break down what War of the Roses is, okay? Um, it's, it's, It's marketed as you are a young woman or a man that wants to know if your spouse is cheating mm-hmm. and you already feel like they are. So they've quote unquote emailed into the show. Then one of the DJs calls the spouse and says, hi, my name is so-and-so from a place that you've been to before and you've won a prize. It's a helicopter. One of them was a helicopter tour a romantic mm-hmm. helicopter tour. Um, who would you like to take with you? And then they get them to say someone else's name. That's not their spouse. Oh, and they say, oh, well, your spouse is listening. So who's Emily, bitch? <laughs> who's that? Yeah, there's like, what? Oh, what? Oh, my God. Oh, my heart is broken. Yeah. My heart is broken today. Who is Emily? And you're just like. What and then they sign, then they somehow sign the release form that allows them to be on radio. Yeah, like it's just so dumb, um, bullshit, it's so <laughs> awful. Like whoever is whoever's running ninety four one should be flogged to death. Remember the TV um, show Cheaters? I felt that was more real. Yes, it it felt more real than than what they're doing. It's awful. Yeah, but um, yeah. in terms of media, Dan, I mean, I'm watching a lot of the same stuff over again because of my anxiety. Um, <laughs> um, that's interesting. So you're afraid to take risks then and watch something new that, I mean, when was the last time you watched something new that wasn't comic book or superhero related? Um, I would say the documentary about the Cecil hotel I just watched, which if I would recommend if you okay. haven't, um, I guess I could talk about that a little bit. Um, it's what's, what's that called? It's the Cecil. Hang on. I'll get you the full title in about. 10 seconds okay um because right now i'm watching on oh shit what am i watching this on i think i'm watching it on amazon um truth seekers uh simon Pegg and mm. his, his his big fat buddy there he's the uh, main character yeah and he's a um he's a cable installer over in england but he ends up being like a ghost hunter <laughs> Oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's kind of fun. It's it's no big deal. It's a, it's good for a nice little chuckle. Well, I I it's called Crime Scene: The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. And mm, is that on Netflix? It is. And okay. what the Cecil Hotel, the Cecil Cecil Hotel, whatever, um has been in Los Angeles for a very long time and it borders on skid row not exactly the greatest place they've got monthly rates daily rates hourly rates they've got all kinds of stuff and over the years you know there have been a series of suicides murders drug overdoses that have consistently and constantly happened in this hotel it is just known for death um, the police, they said the police had probably been called to the hotel three or four times daily, but because it's in the Skid Row area, the police don't always show up or they don't always show up very timely um, for people on Skid Row that had enough money to like get a hotel room for the night. That's definitely where they stayed. And it was usually to fuck and do drugs. 
Um, in fact, the Night Stalker, which is another documentary on Netflix right now, he actually lived there for a good period of time. He would go out and do his killings and rapings, and then he would come back to the Cecil Hotel, and that's where he stayed. Um, and early, the, I would say, I don't remember the years, it was 2014, I think, 2013 or whatever, a young woman, a young Asian girl um, whose parents are Hong Kong immigrants to Canada um, decided that she wanted to road trip it from Canada down all the way down to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she got to LA, she booked the Cecil hotel, but half of the hotel was created, was under a different name to attract tourists because it had such a bad reputation. The issue is, is the shitty part of the hotel with the transients and the, the more like hip woke part of the hotel. Um, what the, they had a, a shared elevator. Hmm. So you'd have to interact with the crazy people. So she stayed at this hotel and everyone's and she disappeared. She literally in thin air. She disappeared in thin air. Gone. No trace of where she went at all until a really creepy. And you can find this online. Creepy fucking elevator security cam of her interacting with and talking to somebody that isn't there. She walks off camera and no one ever sees her again. Wow. And it's a real, it's the police are interviewed. They're like, this is a real camera thing. This is a real security. This is real security cam footage. It's creepy as fuck. Now it's four episodes. It's a mystery. It takes a lot of weird turns. Some people didn't like it. Um, some people liked it. I liked it. I suggest watching it if you're into the murder mysteries. Yeah, uh, true crime is definitely um, entertaining. I, I just listened to a podcast today from the Stuff You Should Know podcast, um, and they just released an episode called The Disappearance of Lars Mittank, uh, a German kid in his 20s who um, was partying with his buddies in Bulgaria. Oh, like a nice little a nice little resort town in Bulgaria. You know how Europeans are. They fucking party. They go to these little resorts. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, he's a he's a soccer fan, obviously, as most European men are. And uh, he's in this little Gross. Bulgarian. Yeah. <laughs> OK. He's in this little Bulgarian like bar or whatever. And, and uh, some ri- the the fans of the rival of yeah. his favorite soccer team. We're in the same bar. They exchange oh. words. They get into it. His but on a separate day, his buddies and him are partying. He goes off to drink somewhere else or something. And I don't know. No one really knows what happens. But he came back saying he got attacked by those same guys, and that he got punched in the. He was gonna get punched somewhere else, but like ducked and got hit in the side of the head, and um started acting a little funny here and there because he, his eardrum had popped or something like that. So he had to get like medications mm-hmm. and he was asking his mom what the side effects are like, what's what, what did I just take? What is this? There was whole, all the shit. You should really listen to it. It's fascinating. But one of the things that really creeped me out was the fact that there's a security camera of him um, in the like hospital next to the airport. Or maybe it was a hospital in the air. I don't really know how it worked, but he was he was seeing a doctor and he was saying to the doctor, "What's wrong? What's going on with me? You know this and that." And the doctor was like, "Well, you can't get on a plane or something because of your ear issue." 
Then he leaves his passport and wallet in the doctor's office, runs out of the office, runs through the airport like he's running for his life. I'm not talking about jogging. I'm talking about like a 22-year-old fit young man. Full sprint. Full sprint. And not looking behind him either. Hmm. Normally when you think something's chasing you, you would look behind you. He doesn't look. Then he gets outside, passes by a couple of cops, starts walking casually, stops, checks his pockets, and then just continues running, jumps over a barbed wire fence and runs into a field of sunflowers and is never to be seen again. I think he got brain damage to his head and it was a slow deterioration and what he thought was reality wasn't and he just started losing his mind. Yeah, you should watch the Cecil Hotel or Cecil right. Hotel thing. You should. You. I'm, you I'm like going to watch it tonight. I'm going to watch it tonight. It's four episodes. Um, and oh, they're. All right, I'll start it tonight. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's really good. Um, what else? What else have I been watching? Um, I don't know. Like I said, I've been reading. Um, mostly been reading comics. Uh, we're getting to the end of uh, uh, DC's Future State. We're getting to the end of that comic book wise. Um, in fact, nah, no, not next week, but the week after next, that event will be over and we'll be back to normal comics rotation. Um, but future state has been good. It's it's well into the future. It's a dystopian Gotham City, very dystopian. And the heroes that you know and love are pretty much fucking defeated and where they're at now in defeat and it's fucking dan it looks like you're masturbating like what are you doing you have an itch behind your knee and you just you oh. start itching it and you just go that's it i'm done i can't even focus it's so goddamn good there there it is yeah that's the good stuff but anyway um, yeah yeah well that sounds just so fantastic um if i could walk away from tonight yeah. saying one thing i want everybody to watch bliss you included all right yeah all right what's one thing you want me to watch <clears throat> i do want you to watch the marvel behind the masks on uh behind the masks okay on uh on disney plus it's just especially it's so relevant with what's going on in the world today mm. um you know there's some great things and there's some excellent quotes from stan lee stan lee mm was so ahead of his time when it came to um when it came being, being old no when it came to like like he he was saying he was quoted like he was like i want this character to just be this character and have these deeds and then you find out later that he's a different race mm. and that's not part of the story that's important What's okay. important are his deeds. Gotcha. And that that to me, especially in that time, a yeah. cisgendered white rich man talking right. about this stuff. And it ends on his very famous quote about racism. So if you don't know what it is, you'll enjoy it. Great. All right. Well, let, let's take a break. We'll come back with our fuck yous and then we'll uh, we'll start watching. Ooh, I like that. We'll be right back.
From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. F'd in the A with a D, folks. It's fuck you. I got a lot of problems with you people. Yeah, there it is. There That's it right. is. Well, <clears throat> I got to uh, I got to come clean here. My fuck you is to me. Oh, yeah. yeah I did I, this to myself before. Too. Yeah, I fucked up. I fucked up big time and I, I can't do anything but own it. I'm a fucking moron. I work hard. OK, I work hard to the point where I'm at my wits end physically emotionally I come home and i work hard at home too um the kids the house etc i'm not doing it alone my wife does a lot of work too she works extremely hard she's up before me she's clickety clacking away on her home computer um she has to stop her work to help me with the girls to get them dressed to get them sure. out the door i have sure. to take them to daycare the wife goes back to work all day on the phone you know this and that clickety clacking away on the computer barely even comes out to to get food and mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i feel her pain at the end of the day i i come home with the kids screaming and crying and they're like ah! so she has to stop what she's doing and make dinner um as is her duty you know because she knows i'll hit her with the back of my hand if it's yeah, not ready obviously it's it's on the wall i told her what the rules are anyway so she's She's doing this. She's doing that. And, and, and eventually, you know, at some point she comes up with this idea. She's like, listen, we should go out to a nice dinner and bring the girls because <laughs> they've never really been to like a nice restaurant. And she was like, we should do this for Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. And this was only a week prior. And I said to my I said to her, you want to go to a place that requires a reservation a week from now, during a pandemic, for Valentine's Day. It all sounds stupid. Good fucking luck mm -hmm. finding anywhere. Mm -hmm. So she's like, well, okay. So she looks and she couldn't find anything. It's not, now she's getting depressed and sad about it. And, and I begin to worry because I'm like, well, shit, now I'm invested. I wanted to go. We just went out to dinner uh, with... Uh, three of the girls, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I had made a reservation at uh, Fiamo Centro. Uh, an, Fiamma. Was, yeah, Fiamma Centro. It looked like a nice-ish place. Uh, it, it required reservations, so you would think at least it's decent. Um, I don't know. I don't know much about the place. But I found it through the app called Open Table. Mm. Now, with with open table you select a date and how many guests and you're allowed to search in your area of what places are open and if they have any seats available so i selected the date of the 14th actually i selected the date of the 13th because that was saturday night before valentine's yep, day yep, yep. and i'm getting this i'm getting that like eh, i don't know about this i click on fiamma centro looks great i'm like michelle look they got fucking there's enough space let's go here six o'clock she's like all right now switch over to work mode i'm at the post office it's 
Wednesday, before that Saturday, the Red Plums, those big giant coupon books that are like newspapers, haven't arrived yet. Typically, they arrive on Wednesday evening so that they can go out starting on Thursday. No, sure. they didn't. They didn't show up. So I'm getting a little perturbed thinking to myself, don't you fucking show up on Saturday when I got to be out of here early so I can take my family to dinner because this goddamn place takes everything for me. It takes everything from me because the veil never stops. It never stops. It's it's Sisyphus, his rock, you know, when he rolls it up the hill and then it falls down at the end of the day. That's what the post office is. So I, I, I start to think, fuck this place, fuck this shit, I'm out of here. Like, I, I'm not putting the post office before my and my family's needs constantly. It's, it's exhausting. Thursday comes, no plums. Friday comes on the day they're supposed to go out, no plums. Mm. Saturday morning I walk in, there they are. Plums. So the I say juicy, to the boss. Juicy <clears throat> plums. Yeah, I say to the boss, meanwhile, there's already a foot of snow on the ground and no one knows how to fucking shovel. It's not hard. So I say to the, I say to the boss, listen, um, I'm not touching these. I can do like a couple, but I, I, I got to get out of here. I got to have an eight hour day, which is almost impossible. Um, but because businesses are closed on Saturday, it gives me a little bit of leeway, some time I can make up. Um, he wasn't happy about it, but I said, fuck you, I'm doing it anyways. I bust, and I mean bust my ass harder than normal to get out of there in time. I get home, I strip, I shower, I throw on some clothes. Mm. You think the girls would have been ready? Of course not. But we all get in the car. We get out there. Now we're driving, and she goes, you know you made the reservation for the right day. I'm like, of course, Michelle. I'm not a fucking idiot. Hmm. Yeah, we walk in. I made the reservation for the wrong Saturday. I must have, when I clicked on the 13th with my fat finger, either selected the 20th or, or the app figured, well, there obviously is no opens on the 13th, a Saturday before Valentine's Day, you moron. Let's move you to the next weekend. February 32nd. Yeah, without me even noticing. I mean, I, I took when I made the reservation, I took a screenshot of the confirmation because I was like, yep, got it all set. Very confident. Yep. I we walked in there. She goes, oh, no, I have you for next Saturday. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Do you know how mad your wife is when you have to have her walk and her children out of a restaurant? Oh, I'll give you a little I'll give you a little one right here to. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I never felt so fucking small. Oh my God. And, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm dolled up. Okay. I'm looking good. You're wearing a shirt. I'm wearing a shirt. I've got the Genesee beard oil in my beard. I'm looking good. I'm smelling good. Wearing those tight jeans. I like, yes. I don't want to go home jeans. No, Every, everyone does. It, it attracts too much attention. They're white and you get them dry cleaned, which is amazing. But anyway, I don't want to go home. You know what I mean? And it's just it's awkward silence. Mm. And I have to just go. Do you want to try somewhere else? And she's just like, I don't know. 
you find you find a place if you can like she does not want to talk to me and i get it like i would have been so fucking pissed at her too anybody would have um yeah we ended up finding a place we had to wait for about 45 minutes before we can get a table you know with with three girls uh, you know hanging on you it was kind of hard but i think it was all (laughs) that's good at the end of it, it it all worked out um it was a crazy night it was good food it was a great time uh at the gatehouse um not as high end as we would, would have liked it but still it was a, it was a win but dude my fuck you goes out to me i mean i i consider myself 99% responsible i would love to blame open table a little bit for that but for a guy who took a screenshot of the confirmation <laughs> you think he would have looked at the date you know I mean, you'd think, but it yeah. is you. Yeah, it's me. So yeah, fuck you it. to me. I, ah, whatever. Well, my my fuck you is, uh, and we talked about this in our last episode, but my fuck you is to specifically to Gina Carano mm. of The Mandalorian. Um, I don't know if you heard. But I never I have not laughed so hard. Actually, I should thank her for this laugh. She said that, she, by the way, was she the one? Was she the one in um, Deadpool? Yes. Oh, man. I know. Um, yeah, I know. You never, you never laughed so hard when she said what? I will not be silenced. I will use my voice. I am getting the dream of a lifetime. I'm going to get to direct, produce my own film in a partnership with the Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro. Oh. And I was like, you cannot compare Lucasfilm yeah. to anything involving Ben Shapiro. Right. First of all, Ben Shapiro should be beaten to death with a brick. Well, I mean, look, Limbaugh's dead. Hallelujah. Now these other fucks have a larger platform. They're going to get more ears. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, Rush Limbaugh, Tucker, Car- I'm sorry, uh, Ben Shapiro, Tucker Carlson. Same mm-hmm. thing. They're fuck twats. That should be beaten to death in front of their families. That's how I feel. And I shared no tears for anything bad happening to them at all. Right. Right. But Gina, you literally had Lucasfilm. You had spinoff shows that were going to happen based on your character. And you Mm -hmm. think that the equivalent to this is working with Ben Shapiro on some movie no one is ever going to see that's going to go direct to streaming. Your yeah, This film will go direct to streaming and no one's going to watch it except for fat dudes with a MAGA hat that fap to fucking stepsister porn. Um, those are the <laughs> only dudes that are going to be watching your movie. And if that's what you want, more power to you, but fuck you. Yeah. Seriously, seriously, fuck you. Then she's going on how, oh, well, I found out the same time everyone else did because Lucasfilm told me that I was fired via social media. That's how I found out. 
And it's like, they just came out to say that you had been warned multiple times for your anti-vax, anti-masking, um, stop the hashtag, stop the steal shit, where we told you that you needed to tone it down as part of the agreement that you signed. Right. And who cares if she found out through social media, Trump fired a lot of people that way. Exactly. Exactly. Fucking the head of the FBI was fired that way. He found out the head of the fucking FBI found out that way. Yes. Uh, like, I don't care, Gina. I don't care. Nobody cares. You had a platform that you could have done a lot of good with. And instead you decided to, to just act like a shitty, shitty, shitty person. Your transphobia, um, you know, and then people are calling for Pedro Pascal's um, firing for the same reason. Pedro Pascal on Instagram mm. likened Trump's regime to Hitler's regime. Yeah. And people are saying that's the same thing that Gina did. Why is he not getting fired? Well, Dan, I don't know, man. What do you think? Honestly, actually, I'm quite interested in your take on that because I think he's just right. And that's why they're not going to fire him. Yeah. I, I don't know. Facts. See, the whole this is about feelings. Facts don't matter to anybody at this point, and they're not really irrelevant in this conversation. It's about feeling. He likened Trump's administration to the Hitler's well, regime. Do you want to hear? Let me tell you how he did it. Just okay. and I'll, I'll make it short. He had a picture and the top was a cage and children in the cages. And it said 2018. And then it showed a picture of Jewish kids in cages. And it said 1943. Right. Do you see what he did there? Right. He's comparing um, the and Jewish he's, he's Latino. Holocaust. Right, right, right. So, okay. We're not going to change any minds. I mean, obviously, this is an echo chamber. Anybody listening to us that doesn't agree with us is not going to be listening again. Um, sure. It's, it's, it's a scary, terrifying world that we're living in right now, and I don't know what the answer is. Um, but we're becoming more and more polarized. And I, I, I find it odd and scary that you can have something like, oh, we're keeping kids in cages, but it's okay for X, Y, and Z reasons. What are those reasons that you think it's okay? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's leave the Nazi thing out of it. Sure. Fine. For the sake of argument, we won't bring up the fact that Trump's regime is exactly the same thing as Hitler's. Fine. We won't bring that up. What are your honest to God good reasons for keeping children in cages? I'm waiting. Yeah. TikTok. Yeah. There's no logical reasonable reason for that. I just... <sighs> Fuck those people die already. Yes. But again, and I know we got off on a tangent with fuck you and that happens. And I don't care because it's just us tonight. But um, and I love our talks, um, but there is. So she posted something saying, in essence, comparing being a Republican to being a persecuted Jew mm -hmm. during the Holocaust. Right. 
Pedro Pascal posted the photo that I just told you. And people are saying it's a double standard that he should be fired as well. No, no. Fuck those people. Listen to me. Where's you want to then create a photo, create a photo comparison between how the Holocaust and what it did to those people versus what it did to the Republicans today. So where's the photo evidence of the two things that look the exact same? We're talking about kids in cages then and kids in cages now. Where's the comparison? Do you remember the photos of the hundreds of thousands of shoes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the it's dead haunting. Jews? Haunting. The, the haunting photos of the dead Jewish shoes piled up. Where's the fucking photos of the dead Republicans? Yeah, yeah. They're not. You know why? Because we don't execute Republicans in this country because of their views. No. So shut the fuck up. Yes. Yes. And and she has the balls to say in, in on her social media because she's still John. To say that she is the rebels. She is the rebel alliance versus Disney, the evil empire. And as a longtime Star Wars fan, that makes my stomach sick. I want to she's not getting it. She is yeah. not fighting for a cause. Well, that's see again that plays into the idea of delusion and what your perspective is. From her perspective, that's been completely delusional for a long time. She thinks she's the hero. She thinks she's the one being oppressed, and that's sad. It is. It it is sad. I also wonder too. Parts of me wonder if she just been hit in the head, <laughs> like a lot, because she was a UFC fighter, yeah. a very good right. one. Professional yeah. one, champion UFC fighter, in fact. Right. It's and not. Um. It's not good for the old noggin. No, mm-hmm. and she has been hit in the head repeatedly. So I wonder sometimes if that plays into it, um, mm. because I mean, you to be a conservative, you'd have to have some type of brain damage. As far as I'm concerned. Listen, this was a good talk. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got to get going. I got a lot of shit to watch now. Yeah, you got to watch the Cecil Ho- Cecil Hotel. You got to watch Behind the Mask. You got to watch Batman the Animated Series. Uh, I don't know about all that, but I, I'm gonna get started. X Men, <laughs> Blonde Brats, Anal Sluts. You know all the good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. The classics. The classics. Well, I guess um, that's about it. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us today on this. This intimate podcast with Dan and I, I'm talking about all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, leave your comments, um, you know, let us know, um, you know, like, share, get us out there. Uh, we are now part of DFAT Entertainment and we are proud to be. Um, there's a lot of great, great podcasts that you could actually find on, um, you know, affiliated with DFAT. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to actually list them. If everyone can just bear with me a second here, my friends, and I will, um, I will tell you what we have here. Um, oh, this is this is going to be great because I have to sign in again to the, <laughs> to the uh, domain here. Give me one moment. All right, so um, podcasts on DFAT Entertainment. Make sure you're checking out Towel Light Talk um, for all types of nerd talk. Um, Star Warriors, 
Gourmet Scum Radio. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're checking out those geeks you know. Gutsy Media Podcast. You can always find us. Critical Mass Podcast on DFAT Entertainment. Check mm-hmm. out the Campfire Chats. And lastly, Bull and Moose Tavern Podcast. Make sure you're checking all of them out. Um, the Campfire Chats, I've actually been out. I'm on one episode of the Campfire Chats. Uh, check that out. But really, ch- celebrate their entire catalog, as far as I'm concerned. Um, lastly, not part of DFAT, but family to us, the guys over at Insensitive Culture Podcast. Make sure that you're listening to them. Um, they're fucking hilarious. I mean, when I want a good laugh, I'll put on any one of their episodes. Um, they're just great. Um and, it's you know, feel good. It's feel good entertainment. It's um, it's like, it's like the pancakes of podcasts. It really is. It gives you that warm and fuzzy kind of feeling inside, and I really like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. if you want your beard to feel good, check out the Genesee Beard Company, and uh, always venture over to don'tforgettotowel.com for all of your geekly news. Um, Dan, right. any, anything else? Yeah, I would like. I'd love to say party on, Wayne. And uh, hey, everyone, just be kind to each other. Okay. Bye. They come from butt.